Hello, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. This podcast channel is here to assist you on your journey to self-knowing, to growth, to empowerment. I'm a Reiki master teacher, shamanic practitioner, energy healer and teacher. And a lot of my work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose, empowerment, manifestation, abundance and sacred union. I take my inspiration from the world around me, the wonderful, amazing people who come and see me for assistance in their life and my own personal life journey to Gnosis. The website, again, is sacredspacehealing.org. Welcome. So, welcome, welcome uh, to today's podcast. Today's podcast, I would like to shine a light on that phrase, be kind. Um, It's uh, everywhere at the moment, been everywhere for a while. And um, I think myself personally, when, you know, even before it became trendy for everyone to be saying, be kind, I, I was saying it, you know, it was my kind of mantra, kindness matters, be kind and so forth. And then I've seen, especially in the last couple of years, a real sort of um, weaponization, if you like, of the term be kind. And that it almost feels that we're being told now, you know, it doesn't really matter what someone does. It doesn't matter if they've been abusive in some way or said something horrific or done something horrific because everyone has a wound, everyone has a story and we need to be more kind, we need to be more understanding and then this comes under the umbrella of mental health awareness and mental health matters. And then alongside that we have this kind of enforced idea that we have to be kind to everyone that we meet in our life, whoever they are, whatever they're doing, whatever interaction we're having with them, our default, if we are good people, if we are spiritual, is that we're kind. And for a really, really long time, a very long time on my journey, um, self-healing and uh, all of the work that I did and have done to train as a teacher and as a healer, I really believed in that. I really believed in that almost um, sacrificial Christ-like energy that, you know, you turn the other cheek, that when someone is cruel to you, you reward them with kindness and love because really their cruelty is a call for love. Um, It's a call for understanding. Now, I'm not saying I don't think that that's true. I think underneath bad behavior is often pain. Um, The individual is in pain in some way. They have unresolved issues. They're looking for something. And in their looking for something, you know, they are acting out, unfortunately, in dysfunctional ways. Um, I remember for years being fascinated with serial killers and why they did what they did. You know, like what makes someone do these heinous things and then live with decomposing bodies? Um, or you know, do these kind of crazy things that, that most people would think, I can't even imagine doing that. And I was fascinated with why someone would do that, and often it would come down to feelings of deep loneliness, abandonment, uh, a triggering event from childhood, um, something that, that they're trying to fulfill in themselves, right? And then they act out in this awful way. Uh, but what I've also come to observe and experience on my journey in spiritual circles and in other aspects of my life is that sometimes people just enjoy being horrible. Like, uh, yes, maybe underneath that there is a, a need for love and connection, but some individuals have gone so far off that scale that it's not even that they need the love and the 
and the and the beauty and the connection anymore. They get their energy from pain. Uh, they get their energy from the darkness. And I think we are seeing a lot of that uh, in many ways in our world is that many people are choosing willfully to connect to the energies of darkness and pain uh, and suffering. And they want to connect to the energy of darkness because it gives them power, it gives them strength. And once they connect to that energy, they're happy to inflict it on other people to keep feeding themselves with that power and that strength. Now, yes, we can philosophize that they're very lost and that all they need to do is redirect their, themselves to the light and their whole world will open up. But some individuals don't want to do that. <laughs> they're making a choice to not do that. And I think this idea that we have to be kind to everyone and the individual that is behaving badly is actually suffering is quite patronizing because maybe they're choosing to behave in that way consciously unconsciously it's a choice and i think when you're when you're interacting with adults who have access to libraries and online information and podcasts and meditations and healers galore everyone has a choice to be a better individual everyone has a choice to look at their behavior to look at their actions and to choose differently. And when they consistently decide not to choose differently, at some point we have to say that their behavior is a choice. It's not uh, an addiction. It's not a habit. It's not ignorance. It's a choice. I think we can allow ourselves to excuse, if you like, bad behavior and say, oh, be kind, maybe that person is suffering for, for a period of time. But where it becomes unhealthy is where it enables toxic relationships and toxic behavior because it takes the responsibility away from the individual that is causing the pain, that is being difficult, and puts it on the one that is experiencing that difficulty and asks them to change everything and to shower love onto the perpetrator. And, and really, I think this is a very unbalanced way of living our lives that we shower love on our perpetrators, that we think kind thoughts for our enemies. Uh, but we, in so doing, are learning, being taught, being programmed to abandon ourselves. I think the most important person in your life that you can be kind to is yourself. Because if you're kind to yourself, everything else flows from that. If you've taken care of all of your needs, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, if you have got to a place where you think kind thoughts about yourself and you say kind things to yourself and you treat yourself with delicacy and kindness and love, then that has no other alternative but to spill out into the world. Because how we see ourselves is how we see our world is how we see others. I remember a few years ago, many years ago, working with... Uh, a woman who was very, she was very tricky to work with. Um, she was someone who, if you had a conversation with her outside of the work environment, she was vulnerable and uh, quite delicate in some ways and very sensitive. You could tell there was a sensitivity about her. But she was also deeply, deeply ambitious and hungry for uh, accolades and fame and recognition. And then you would get into a work environment with her and she was an absolute nightmare. She was hideous. She would betray all your secrets. She would put you down. She was one of those women that didn't really like women unless she felt better than the woman in some way. Um, she said horrible things. She 
flirted outrageously just so she could remain the centre of attention. She sexualized everything. She was a bloody nightmare, basically. Um, and sometimes, every now and then in conversation, she would drop things. Yeah, and she would say the most horrific things about herself, about how she you know, had a fat, ugly face, or um, how she was really masculine, um, or how uh, her father had been very tough on her when she was growing up. And these little sort of seeds that she would drop in conversation were kind of clues to why she was so horrific to be around. I mean, there was no compassion or kindness in her. She wasn't moved to kindness um, by anyone, really. She had this sort of hardness to her. And I realized that that was how she was with herself. You know, she looked in the mirror and thought what she saw was ugly um, and fat and not, you know, I mean, these are all her words and, and not attractive in some way. So she was constantly giving herself toxic speak. So it was very easy for her to then look at other people and have the same way of viewing them toxic in a toxic way, in a judgmental way. And I couldn't really understand it because, I mean, it's not to say that, you know, I am perfect and give myself love all the time, but there, I've worked very hard on acceptance. And so I couldn't really get it because I, I sort of feel that we're all souls in bodies and these are vehicles and why are we so nasty to our vehicles when you know they serve us really well and I thought she was to look at and everything that she achieved I thought she was successful and beautiful and someone that I really wanted to admire but her behavior was so toxic you couldn't possibly admire her and so it was it was sort of seeing it in action that when you're not kind to yourself you really don't know how to be kind to anyone else and it is a truism if we don't know how to look after ourselves uh, you know, take care of our needs. We can't do it for other people. It's like a foreign language. We just don't get it. We just don't have the skill because we haven't practiced it every single day with the most important person in our life, who is us. Um, I, I talk about this with my clients a lot um, and with my students. That there's a writer called Joshua Stone. Uh, whether you agree with his writings or not, but he um, he 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 says in his books that we have three important relationships with ourselves with with in, in the world and these three important relationships go in this order the relationship that you have with yourself the relationship that you have with a higher power and the relationship that you have with another and we tend to prioritize our relationships back to front you know like the relationship that we have with our partners or our bosses becomes so important and then maybe we think about ourselves and then maybe we think about God, spirit, universe. But actually, if you're not in right relationship with yourself, you can't be in right relationship with God, spirit, universe. And you can't be in right relationship with another. Because the way you relate to yourself is how you will relate to every other relationship in your life. So be kind really means nothing. And what it starts to create is this passive aggressive bullshit, really. You know, where, where people say things, they don't behave very kindly. They don't behave with much compassion. And if the other individual turns around and stands up for themselves and has a few boundaries in place, then the response is, oh, no, be kind. You're not being very kind. Well, we don't just give out kindness as if it's free. It's not. Our love isn't free and kindness isn't free. These states of being have to be earned. You know, they have to be honoured. They have to be respected. Yes, we should have this ability to walk upon the earth with kindness and to treat those that are less fortunate than us, to treat those that are defenseless, to treat those that are in pain with kindness. But when we meet an individual who is our equal, we are not obligated to treat them with kindness. We are uh, obligated 
to act from a place of integrity and kindness to self. There are some wonderful creative exercises uh, around mirroring that are really useful. There are also some shamanic practices around this, but you know, like this is a very simple mirroring exercise that you can do when it comes to movement or dance, um, which is just to sort of create a bond between individuals creatively. And that's to just look at the person opposite you. And when they do something physically, is to have a reaction to that, a physical reaction to that. Now, what you find from that movement therapy, if you like, is that when someone does something, it causes a reaction in us. And that reaction in us, of course, is fueled by our own story, right? All our triggers, all our trauma, all our beliefs, all our programming, all our healed and unhealed stuff. But if we're coming from a place of uh, kindness to ourselves, we will respond in a way that is kind to ourselves, right? But what, what we're being told to do with be kind is to respond by being kinder to the other individual. And that's not what living is about. Because if we continue to do that, we'll be annihilated. And we'll become sheep. And we will go with the herd. We will do what everyone else does. Because we'll never really know what our boundaries are. Every individual has their own boundary. Every individual has their own line that they say, don't cross this. This is my this is my no-go zone. This is non-negotiable for me. It isn't um, universal. We can't all have the same, uh, same boundaries, the same uh, non-negotiables. We can't because we all have different stories and we shouldn't. And mantras like be kind are enforcing a way of being on the individual. And it's important that we remain the individual but find ways to relate to each other so we can live in community. But it's equally healthy to have time alone as it is to have time in community. And I think where we're going to, where we're being pushed to, is this kind of homogenization of emotions, experiences, looks, everything really. The individuality is being uh, eradicated. There's no place for it anymore. That when someone is individual and they express an opinion, it suddenly becomes something that is far too terrifying to the collective. And um, we're never going to survive if it's just about the collective. We need the individual. And we need the individual because the individual uh, creates spice in the, in the soup of the collective. We don't want the same equal quantities of everything in our soup. I remember reading in a book many years ago that um, it's all about balance. You know, you don't put in a teaspoon of salt and then a teaspoon of pepper and a teaspoon of basil and a teaspoon of, you know, mint in your in your soup, whatever you're making, because that would taste disgusting, uh, I, I think. You know, you put in what is going to be balanced and what will complement um, all the other ingredients. And so when we lose individuality, when we tell everyone to be one thing, we're losing that. We're getting something that's tasteless and bland um, and homogenized. And these mantras like be kind are actually, it's, it may seem like a really small thing, but they're quite insidious. Uh, they prey on the vulnerable. They prey on people who don't have boundaries. They shame us for not being kind. And they tell us that what we have to do is put our awareness outwards to others and to do something to them uh, rather than to be kind to ourselves. You know, the word, even the phrase, be kind, be to yourself kind. You don't have to be it to anyone else. You just have to be it. 
as in be it, own it, you know, exist in it. And when you are it, it cannot help but emanate out into the world. You can't give unconditional love out into the world um, in a healthy way if you're not giving it to yourself because then you're just a martyr, then it's sacrifice. And I think this is coming back to this very old organized religion idea that we have that our prophets sacrificed themselves, that there is something otherworldly and godly about um, giving and giving and giving and giving and having nothing for yourself. And I think that's a paradigm and a story that has run its course. We're not Christ figures anymore. We don't have to be. That's not what healthy living is. And that we have to be coming from a place of love and connection in ourselves. And then when we do that, that can't help but emanate out into the world. Nature isn't kind all the time. Nature's bloody tough, you know? The animal kingdom goes through hell just to survive. So we don't live in a universe where everything is kind all the time. Sometimes things happen that are unkind, but they need to happen for a certain process, for birth, for death, for rebirth, for life. Um, It's the sort of double-edged sword, the kind of um, the pain of existing, of being in in this physical realm. And that in the the realms where we can be all kind and love and unconditional uh, loving, that's a spirit realm, which has no physical body, that has no needs, that doesn't get hungry, that doesn't have desire. But in the physical world, it's going to get ugly. It's going to get tricky. There's a lot to navigate. We can't expect to be gods and angels um, on this planet. Uh, You know, and I have said before, you know, stay clear of anyone who tells you they're an earth angel, because it's... It's all very um, disassociative ways of operating in the world. And the more we disassociate, the more our world turns to hell, really. And we retreat into workshops and uh, meditations and uh, video games and box sets. And we're really not present in the world. And meanwhile, the darkness overtakes. uh, And we've become oblivious to it because we're living our life by memes that we've seen on social media. So the next time you hear be kind, my invitation to you is to say, yes, have I been kind to myself today? And that's, that's where to put the energy. Have I been kind to myself today? Have I been kind to myself today? Because when you are kind to yourself, all else will flow. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. If you'd like to support uh, the podcast channel, head over to the homepage. There's a donations button. Donate to appreciate and to show your appreciation for the podcast. All the money goes back into creating more free content. Sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace and abundance. Until the next time.